So, good evening. Good evening, everybody. Can everyone hear me well? Is it coming through? Okay, a bit better. Let's see if I try this one. Okay, how's that? That's a bit better. Okay. <clears throat> so, it's my first time here by myself. <laughs> uh, not as scary as I thought it would be. Um, just, uh, I was thinking about what I was going to speak about tonight and uh, had this whole idea that I was going to talk about the second noble truth and the three kinds of desire and I was getting into quite a convoluted plot line about that and uh, then just a few days ago I was just sitting in my room at the Vihara and just uh, sort of felt like a leaf kind of falling from a tree that I just uh, was like, I'm going to talk about friendship. Um, And just the noble friendship, when I had that that thought come into my mind, I, I could just really feel this uh, sense of relief um, and just this sense of that it was something that had a kind of immediacy um, and uh, you know a subject that was very kind of close to my heart and uh, certainly you know um, what, what for me has been really one of the key you know fundamental supports along the well, throughout my whole life, and certainly along the spiritual path, um, you know, which uh, you know it can be a difficult road sometimes, as I'm sure we've all encountered somewhere along our along our journey. Um, you know, and suddenly, for me, one of the you know real motivations to actually come into um, into monastic life and to a living with sangha was. Um, you know, a sort of, I always say it was like an almost an equal mixture of inspiration and desperation. Um, and in a sense, there was, you know, a real, um, you know, I'd done a few good retreats and had a lot of faith in the, in the Buddhist path and, you know, it had some, uh, you know, nice moments of, of concentration. And so there was um, those kind of, you know, little glimmers along the way, but there was also... Um, a lot of suffering you know, in, in my, um, I wouldn't say so much in my life, but in, my, in the world that I was creating, in my mind, I, I created a lot of suffering for myself. And, uh, and so when I first started to come and spend time at the monastery, what, one of the things that really stood out for me was um, you know, with, with the people that I met there that I really like, valued and respected and trusted, um, the you know the opinions and the, the opinions and the guidance of um, and to have such people reflecting back to me a very um, positive um, impression of myself and uh, this you know for me was um, you know quite in, in some ways um, at first kind of hard to really make sense out of that because it wasn't it wasn't the way that I perceived myself I had a much more um, judgment and much more negative way of evaluating myself. So to to uh, be receiving this um, very different story about who I was was um, uh, very powerful for me. And uh, so this uh, you know really kind of gave gave me a sense that maybe there was something. Um, 
you know, that I wasn't really, that I hadn't really been letting in. Um, I had this impression of like a, a car that sometimes if the battery has gone flat needs a kind of jump start, you know, like needs another vehicle to get it going again. It was kind of, had that feeling that my heart was like that. There was almost like it, it was uh, just left to its own devices and the, the stories of my mind. It was like the sort of battery had gone a bit flat. And so it was like to have this jump start. It was like I, I felt like something in my life started to, uh, you know, really um, just, you know, come, just come more alive again. And uh, so... You know, just looking at the kind of qualities of Kalyanamita, which was, uh, you know, something very strongly you know, emphasized by the Buddha, and I'm, I'm sure we're all familiar with the famous sutta where Ananda says to the Buddha, uh, is it not true that uh, friendship is half of the holy life? And uh, the Buddha uh, says, you know, say not so, Ananda, uh, friendship, noble friendship is the whole of the holy life. Um, and so... You know, I was looking at well, what are the qualities of, of Kalyana, the, the translation it comes up as uh, wholesome, admirable, beautiful, and, and good, and Mita is, is friend. So just, uh, you know, really, you know, looking at that, how that, both how I can be offering that to myself and to others, and how this was something that I would really wish to cultivate in my life, and... Uh, and for, for some time I couldn't always understand that teaching because uh, it also seems like in some ways this path can have a very self, you know, um, almost like a very self-sufficient, like the, the, to be a refuge unto yourself, this sense that we have to walk the path um, alone. And yet something about, even though we, we have to take this responsibility um, and we must walk the path ourselves, but... But in, in doing so, once we really accept this responsibility, then, you know, um, others can also do a lot for us. Because uh, when I, you know, certainly living in community, I, so much of the important things that I learn about myself are through, um, you know, my friendships with others. And certainly in, in Sangha, it's not always that you're living together with you know, you may have some good friends and some people that it can be kind of challenging. And, and yet, uh, what binds us together is um, this shared aspiration for awakening. Um, so, you know, what's just to really be prepared to, um, you know, just go through the more gritty aspects of, of other people and, and of... of, of um, and just to just to have the willingness to just uh, uh, um, trust that, that that if people just keep cultivating their hearts, that transformation will happen. And living with people over years, you you know you, you see these um, you know this kind of how this kind of develops. Um, so um, you know. Uh, and just yeah, also just seeing how much we're so influenced by the people that we spend time with, um, you know, that we're not kind of isolated entities, but we, um, you know, we we're very much affected by the you know the um, 
the behaviors of the people around us. And so, you know, just, uh, you know, just really noticing, you know, for, you know, for instance, in my, you know, myself when I go and spend time with my family and uh, just how easy I can see old habits can start to, you know, emerge again and certain ways of, of relating to each other that, you know, maybe a very, you know, early patterning how, how easily when you're within those conditions, those same, um, you know, same ways of relating can start to surface again. And, uh, and then, you know, when I'm, you know, in an environment with, with maybe people who are, are really trying to cultivate the Dharma and really cultivate their practice, um, how that kind of it, it um, challenges me to sort of to 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 try a little harder to maybe um, you know to try to rise up to the, to the better you know what's the, the better aspects of myself and uh, and you know how we can encourage each other in this way um, and so yeah just uh, was looking at some of the um, in, one of the suttas where the Buddha is talking about, uh, you know, how you can understand a, a good friend, and he he says, a, you know, in four ways one can see a good friend, and it's one is um, one who is helpful, one who is the same in happiness and sorrow, uh, one who gives good counsel, and one who sympathizes, and uh, and then he goes into a bit more detail with those and. Talking about one who is his um, helpful, and he says uh, that's you know would be one who who's well. It says guards the heedless, but I would say that's kind of like a friend who looks out for you when you're sort of getting off track, you know. And so um, you know just how we do sometimes need this because when we're sometimes in the thick of something, we can kind of lose you know lose perspective and uh, just. You know, I can just think of times in my life when I've been, you know, very grateful to have, you know, somebody just, um, you know, just kind of help to redirect, you know, my, the focus of my attention. And, and that can be such a protection from, you know, from the sort of untrained mind that's going to, you know, get lost in some, you know, behavior that's, um, you know, not going to feel good in the present and probably going to have some not very good you know, results in, in the time ahead. So, um, yeah, I just was like thinking about, well, the people who are, you know, um, the good friends, you know, in my life and uh, was uh, just um, looking at these points was, you know, I guess one of my, who I think of, you know, kind of real key spiritual companions and friends has been Aya Ananda Bodhi, you know, in this, um, particularly in, in my journey in monastic life, and uh, j- just, you know, watching over the years that, um, how that relationship has kind of developed, and um, just thinking about, you know, what are, the, what are the qualities in a person that, you know, that we wish to develop in ourselves, and that this, that there was a time in my life when I, if I really kind of looked up to and respected somebody, I would almost be a little bit afraid of them and would, you know, maybe, um, you know, be a little bit afraid to approach them. And I could sort of remember when I first 
making contact with her, there was a, this kind of respect and and a feeling of um, you know like a little bit intimidated by that, and so just but you know have, having enough courage to sort of to reach out and um, just how much it's it's worth to take that risk sometimes to um, you know to, to step uh, through what you know what when we feel some you know some maybe fear or some sense of not like not good enough um, or I'm not worthy you know, of, of uh, this person that I think is more noble than me and and uh, yet you know when we we do take that risk it's um, such relationships that can really in, enrich our lives and our practice um, and can can you know help us al- along the way to grow in uh, these kind of wholesome spiritual qualities um, and uh, yeah also someone who can give you know good counsel so and I think of that as not somebody that's just always going to necessarily just um, you know agree with me or if I'm you know kind of feeling a like I want to just have a moan about something, something that's just going to kind of get down there in the dirt with you, but somebody that's actually going to help you to, to, to lift you up out of that. And I can just think of, you know, many times, um, you know, friends, you know, in the Sangha and, and uh, you know, other people in my life who've, you know, I've just been very grateful for the fact that they've um, just helped us give me another perspective on something. And maybe at the time... You know, I, I would have, you know, um, would would feel some resistance to that because we, you know, we we like to sometimes um, feel like they just we want to be validated in our in our opinions. But just um, how much more helpful it can be when somebody that you really trust can uh, just, you know, help you to see, you know, maybe there's a part of that picture or that situation that you're you know, for some reason not able or willing to look at yet. And uh, so just, you know, how we can support each other in this way and how, you know, also for myself to offer that to my friends at times when, you know, I can see that, that maybe in challenging that an opinion is maybe, you know, not going not gonna to give us a very comfortable moment together, but it, in the long term it um, can bring a sort of deepening of, the, of that uh, that friendship and that relationship that's uh, that's worth the little bit of discomfort in the moment. Um, uh, and also, it says a you know a good friend is one who restrains one from yeah doing unskillful behaviour and in, yeah encourages one to do good um, and uh, also informs one of what is unknown to oneself. And points out the path, and uh, I think of informing one of what is unknown to oneself. I think you know, that's also for you know for good and, and for for bad. Because when I first read that, I immediately thought, well, they're going to be pointing out the things that are wrong with me that I haven't seen yet. But you know, it can also be um, a tendency to not see the good in ourselves. You know, and this is um, something we. You know, we can be very blinded to because we, you know, can be so um, so quick to build up our sense of who we are on our mistakes or on our our kind of failings. And uh, one of the real, you know, um, supports and blessings for me of um, my friends 
and friendship is, um, you know, just people who can really rem- point out the, the goodness in us that maybe we are not so ready to see in ourselves yet and just can uh, point out the ways that we, that our presence in the world is a, you know, is a, is a good one. And uh, so, yeah, this, uh, you know, this for me has been um, a real kind of source of, of refuge and, and salvation, you know, at times when I've um, had a lot of kind of self-aversion or real sense of uh, just, uh, you're no good and really to the point of, uh, you know, just really what's even the point of kind of going on with living, really just very deep, dark black holes that we can plunge into Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, just think this is, I don't think I'm alone with this, my sense is this is quite a widespread phenomena and we have different ways of escaping from those feelings through you know, uh, various methods people use. There's lots of ways of distracting ourselves these days through technology, but, you know, also maybe through alcohol or, or you know, drugs. There's, uh, you know, so many, you know, ways that we can, you know, be trying to escape from this story about ourselves and about the world. And uh, just I've, you know, found it such a resource if in those moments I can instead just um, reach out to a good friend or be a good friend to myself and uh, just, uh, you know, not be so ready to, to um, get lost in, in those stories again. And sometimes, you know, it's just, it's not enough to just try and be a good friend to myself, but it really there's a need to, um, to actually, you know, reach out and ask for some help. And, uh, you know, I think this is um, something... It's very important, I think, in in, uh, in our practice because there can be, you know, such an emphasis on, you know, going into the very difficult states and and uh, just um, holding them in awareness. And of course, it's very important that we develop this. But uh, sometimes, you know, we we may need a little more support than than just our, ourselves to do that. And uh, you know, just uh, understanding that. You know, as our practice goes on, we will increase and develop our capacity. But sometimes along the way, we we just may need a a friend who can, in some way, you know, just help us over a a, a difficult place. Um, so, and also, yeah, a good friend, you know, one who rejoices in in one's happiness. Um, so this is a quality of mudita or sympathetic joy, and uh, you know can really see that you know this uh, with this that sometimes it's almost like then it doesn't you know we don't doesn't have to be such pressure on good things happening for me, but just sometimes the joy when I hear of good news happening you know to somebody who I care about, and even sometimes it can be somebody we don't know, and I think this is why you know we like to watch you know, movies where good things happen, you know, for people because there's something, you know, in us that that um, there's a kind of innate quality of wishing others well that, um, you know, when we, when, we, when we can touch into that, it can bring a lot of joy to our hearts. And uh, so, you know, just really 
how, especially when we feel, a, you know, when we have a, a, some kind of stronger connection with somebody, then, you know, this can be something that can bring us a lot of happiness, um, and, and uh, you know, sometimes can have much more longevity actually than just um, the happiness of something good happening to me. When I think of, uh, you know, people that I've known for years, sometimes and maybe seen them go through some very difficult states and then just seeing them gradually growing into a place of more health and and happiness and what um, you know what a nourishing experience that can be especially if in some way you know we've been part of each other's path and you you kind of delight in seeing that growth in the you know the people that we care about so um, yeah and just a uh, yeah, I I also was uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to include this, but I I you know would like to because uh, I was just thinking about my my father who you know was uh, one of my first real teachers on good friendship and uh, on Friday was the three year anniversary of his uh, his death. He died of um, lung cancer in two thousand and twelve, uh, and he was a someone who really taught me a lot about, you know, um, the value of friendship and, the, you know, the, the way that we can meet the world as a friend rather than uh, from a place of uh, fear or whatever else might be going on. But just um, he had a very open-hearted quality that was a, a real kind of in, inspiration for me in my life and a real teaching on... Um, you know, how we can meet the world, you know, and he would uh, sort of go whistle, he'd walk down the street whistling and uh, just beaming at everybody and just had this, you know, very open-hearted, generous quality. And uh, so I'd, as, uh, I'd like to just read a small piece that I um, read at his funeral, um, which kind of exemplifies some of the, you know, the qualities that he, you know, he brought into the world. So it's just called A Letter of Gratitude to Dad. And it says, says, uh, Well, Dad, I thought it would be easier than it was to find the right words to express my immense love and gratitude for you today. But some things are more easily expressed by a simple gesture, as you so often demonstrated by your bright smile, big hugs, and the way... You always used to whistle a happy tune as you walked home from the station. It helps to know that we did not wait too long to say all the things we needed to say to each other and had time to then enjoy a great friendship. I discovered that once we had spoken our hearts enough to clear out any clutter of confusion or unspoken words of appreciation, All that remained was the love and spacious joy of being together in that openness. As well as all the wonderful talks we had in these last few months, I also so enjoyed the times that we just sat together in silence. Sometimes just to hold hands was enough to communicate the depth of love we shared and to acknowledge how precious that feels when the time you have left is running out. There are so many things to say thank you for, 
but one which stands out is the way you always responded unhesitatingly with completely positive encouragement and acceptance for any choice I made for myself in life which you thought would bring me happiness. Rather than doubting the wisdom of mine or Andrew's, that's my brother, choices, which, let's face it, were hardly of the conventional variety, you seemed to delight in the discovery of new things and the opportunity to develop your understanding that you might comprehend more fully who your children were. When I was asked recently what was your religion, the words lover of life came to mind. Treating each day like a blessing, you lived like the whole world was your temple. Always seeing the sacred joy of life in all things from a beautiful sunset to finding a great bargain at the shops. And I honestly believe most of the satisfaction in getting a bargain for you was that you would then have even more to share with others. Generous to the last, you always shared what you had, even at those times when you had very little. You always had a special way of making me, and everyone, feel like I had made your day by simply turning up. And you taught me, through so many acts of kindness, and by always greeting everyone with a smile, that the world was a place not full of strangers, but rather of friends I had yet to meet. So, yeah, it's a good, good person, my dad, and just, uh, yeah, just thinking of that, it just really, um, it just inspires me to like that's you know that's the uh, you know, kind of offering I would wish to be making in the world you know and just really thinking about you know who who are my good friends and and how am, am I able to be a good friend to to others um, and that this is this is a lifetime's cultivation for all of us. So, I'm going to stop there. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.